Boom. Yeah. I, I t- listen, I, John, I don't know if I should feel like I'm getting off the Titanic or getting on like no. the, the cruiser from like Return of the Jedi or Star Wars or something with that. I, I, I don't know. Something funky's happening, though. I know yeah. that. And they ain't the Titanic. <laughs> nah, it's like you're like in that suspense mode. Just yeah. wait. What's going to happen, right? You're, you're running happen? through the woods or something, like chasing after something or getting chased. We're getting shit, yeah, like like something for like San Andreas or something. I don't know. Uh, but welcome, everybody. Tony Jigsaw-Cotillo here. John Pittsburgh Coker, part of the Heat Ratio Sports. And we are episode, I don't even know if it's like 15, 16, uh, but it's week nine. Uh, we're talking everything from stars, stiffs, waiver pickups, lineup predictions, DFS values. We talk it all. We have fun on the fa- firebox. Jenna's already checking in. What is up, Jenna? I, as you've seen, Devontae Adams scored already, so that is a good thing. Uh, you know, Jenna's already talking about Niners about to get blown up. <laughs> so we're going to talk so much tonight. We, we fi- try to cram it as much as we can in one hour's time frame. And by the end of these shows, I had somebody, John, I, you know, me and John did this one uh, last week, and I forget who the boy was on Twitch that was blowing us up, but he was like, dude, I never, your mouth has to hurt by the end of the show. Like, I just, yeah. you know, I, my, I'm so dry mouth by the end. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, but John's wearing his uh, Greg Lloyd jersey tonight, uh, and Jenna's checking it says her favorite night of the week. I, we really appreciate that. We appreciate the love from everybody, especially you, Jenna, because you are always there. Uh, John, let, let, let's get I, – I have to get right into that. Before we even talk about because, listen, it's week nine, and waivers are pretty light because, you know, unless somebody really gets injured or there's like a, a major COVID week or something like that, I, I mean, waiver wire to me is going to be pretty light. So, you're, I mean, most of these guys should have been picked up already. Uh, you know, maybe you get a practice squad guy that comes up. But first things off the bat, and, and again, this is a perfect question for you. And before we recap anything and we preview any games, Antonio Brown. You know, I've been getting tons of questions back and forth about Antonio Brown. What can we expect from Antonio Brown? Uh, you know, let, just in a nutshell, is he going to decline values on the Tampa Bay wide receiving court? Is he going to play like we're accustomed to Antonio Brown play? Is he going to come in right away and, and log 75 to 80 snaps? John, in a nutshell, what do you see from a fantasy standpoint from Antonio Brown? Well, Number one, how often does Mike Evans and Chris Godwin actually play together? (laughs) That is true. In in all reality, his value definitely hinges on their health. And when one of them is out, which seems to be like 70% of the time, he's going to be in there and he's going to put up potentially wide receiver one stats. Brady is passing the ball. Gronk's starting to catch fire. Um, You know, Evans can catch balls if Godwin's there and Brown. You're not going to, they may all, cancel each other out a little bit because Brady's really not the one to you know pound the rock to like the same guy like a Hopkins or an Adams he never really he didn't have that guy throughout his career for the most part except for like Moss but you know outside of that he's he's gonna find the guy that's open and you know what I mean and then when you start covering him he'll he'll find the other guy so I mean in a nutshell I would say AB is definitely a flex play and quite possibly can be your number two receiver if Evans or Godwin is out. But we got to see what he got left in the tank. He's had a time off. Um, he's definitely a smart player. He definitely works hard. Um, 
but you are coming into a new system, a new coach, even though he played with them way back when. I mean, he was like a first or second year guy when Arians left. So it's not like they have this big, uh, you know, relationship together because even then Antonio Brown wasn't even really a starter. So he got to get he got to get used to things. He really didn't have time to get used to Brady even in New England. He played one game. Exactly. So it's, it's going to take some time to, you know, get himself accustomed to the game. But, I mean, I can definitely see five for 60 in a touch, like, you know, kind of often. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I, I do. I think he will be productive. Uh, I don't think he's going to – if for anybody thinks he's going to get you those nine, ten catches every week, listen, relax, pump the brakes a little bit, let him get his feet wet. But Antonio Brown, is he, he is going to be fantasy productive. He is going to be very useful, especially if you did pick him up late, especially if – listen, there's teams out there – you know, in traditional fantasy that already have their number one and two slot locked up, and now you throw Antonio Brown into your flex spot, into your number three hole. I mean, my Lord, I I don't know if there's a better player ever to be able to put in that slot. So he could really, listen, he he could, I'm going to go out and live, but he could win somebody a Super Bowl this year. I feel I really fully really believe that because exactly what you said, John, Mike Evans, he, you know, listen, he has a rapport with Brady. We get it, but he's not consistent. Mike Evans is not consistent. Chris Godwin, I, I still think is the better receiver, but he can't stay healthy. Chris Godwin just can't stay healthy, right? And then Scotty Miller, Scotty Miller's a slot guy. Gronk's going to get his time, but Antonio Brown has the, the number one opportunity to be the number one guy. He really does in Tampa Bay if, again, he's healthy. Now, Jen, this is a good question for you as well because this is in your division. Jen is checking and says someone dropped Hollywood Brown. Is he worth a pickup? Now, that's that's a good question because I had – listen, I went into this year not expecting a ton out of Marquise Brown. Now, he did show some good Instagram videos. He did get pumped up. He bulked up a little bit, 15 pounds of muscle, wanted to be the guy. Here's what I, I can say about Hollywood Brown before I get to John's opinion. One thing that bothered me about Hollywood Brown is he came out after last week, threw a tweet out there again on social media talking about you have to use your soldiers. Basically, it was an underlining comment criticism of his man, Lamar Jackson, not getting him the ball, and then he deleted it. Like That that already bothers me. But from a fantasy standpoint, John, I don't think he's consistent enough. What about you? It all Yeah, Lamar Jackson isn't consistent enough, and it, that's what he rides on. Look, look at the pay. I I think I heard today. I don't know. It was probably on uh, Sirius XM radio with, on my short drive. But um, yeah, they said the worst passing team in the NFL is the Jets, and they're only right behind the Ravens. I'm sorry, you're ranked 31st in the NFL on passing. How good can your best receiver be? And his best receiver is Mark Andrews. I mean, in exactly. all reality, let let I mean, let's get real. He was slinging the rock because. The run game is not as potent this year as it was in the past because they used to pound you, pound you, pound you, and just keep getting the first downs. And then once once they got you putting all the guys up, then he'd hit you with the long ball. He's not doing it now. You know what I mean? He's getting there. He's getting there. But, like, they're getting into a third and long situation and not taking the shot. They're trying to sh- throw short throws, and it's not working. So, I mean, the offense is just not running up to, you know, what it is. I think he's definitely worth a flyer. I mean, look at the season that Jackson did have last year. So it all depends who you're going to drop. I mean, yeah, I'm, I may pick him up, but, you know, it, it's, it's literally, it's like putting, 
putting a bet down, you know, with not yeah. great odds. Now you're right. And if you look at look if you look at his overall numbers, his average is all over the map, right? He he breaks out with a nice five for 101 in, in, in the first week, 20.2 yard average. Then he's 8.4, 6.5. Then he goes to 21, and he's 12, 14, and he's three. Only has two touchdowns on a year. Okay. And only twice, twice has he gone above five receptions or more. That's not a good number when you're talking about, uh, you know, a guy that uh, honestly came in this year being talked about as a wide receiver one uh, because of the situation he was in. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think uh, I agree with John a little bit. I think you do. Yeah, to me, you have to take a flyer on him. If you have somebody good to drop, like I wouldn't drop somebody that's an, an A-lister, so to speak, but I would drop somebody for Hollywood Brown, just for the listen, just for the prospects of what he could offer you uh, going forward, one hundred percent. Especially when you have listen, when you have the Lamar Jackson. I'll tell you what. Now here's another guy I want to ask about. Where did Ty Hilton go? Like, like he to me is one of the biggest mysteries in fantasy football, John. I, I honestly, I mean, I listen, Ty Hilton. I, I thought this could have been the year. You know, you bring in Phil Rivers, you bring in a veteran quarterback, you know, no more that makeshift stuff that happened last year. You know, when all of a sudden Andrew Luck decides to retire. And I'll tell you what, T.Y. Hilton, is he even playable anymore? I mean, I, I, I like sometimes I don't even know if he's on the field. John, what happened to T.Y. Hilton as a fantasy guy? He's a free agent in a, a couple of my leagues. It, it's crazy. Granted, one's a 10-teamer, and the other one only has a five-bench spot. So when you got bye weeks and whatever. But, no, I mean, he's, he's not getting the volume, number one. You know what I mean? Rivers isn't really a guy. I mean, they do it to the tight ends. You know what I mean? Naheem Hines is there. They want to run the ball. Um, it's really not a high-powered passing offense, and – I don't think Philip Rivers, like Hilton's a guy that, that you know, you, that's a guy you take sh shots down the field with. I don't know. He's just not yeah. trusting him. He's not treating him like a number one. So, I mean, uh, I don't know what you do with him. He's not getting the targets, period. He's not. And it, it, it's, the, it's the volume. Like, if you're not getting it, you got to get off the field. I don't trust any of their receivers in all reality. It's crazy because – I mean, if you look at T, listen, I get it. He's age thirty, right? And he, and he had it. He had an injury riddled season in well, two thousand nineteen, right? He was back and forth on and off the field. But you're talking about a guy who consistently hit the eleven hundred yard plateau, a hundred and thirty plus targets, eighty five plus catches, right? I mean, this was a guy who was exciting. Uh, one bad year, and then all of a sudden he's done. I mean, like really, like the, the talent just went. It went and disappeared. Just like that, I, I I just I don't understand it, you know. Because even though, like you said about Phil Rivers, the the thing about Phil Rivers is, you know, he had a guy like Keenan Allen, he had a guy like T. Y. Hilton in Keenan Allen, and he always fed Keenan Allen a ball. And I know Phil Rivers loves him the tight end. My man loves him the tight end. But at the end of the day, I mean, T. Y. Hilton is still a talented player, and it me you know it shows me maybe John maybe he's not getting open. Maybe the volume is there because T.Y. Hilton's just not getting open. He's not running the routes anymore. He can't get off the line. I'm not sure, but all I know 
is T.Y. Hilton, like you said, he is not a fantasy star anymore. He's not even a fantasy plug anymore. He's not even a – I mean, maybe he's a bi-week fill-in at best. And it's a shame because he had some really, really productive years. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he's a different type of player than Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's a decently sized human being, you know what I mean, as Coach Dave would say. He's a, he's a large human being. I love you know, he's like you know, he's like, like six two, I don't know, two ten, and you got TY Hilton at five ten, a buck eighty five or something. So there's a big difference in just the style of play. Like Keenan Allen will use his body. That doesn't mean that that um was it TY can't go in the middle and can't do the same types of things, but I think Rivers just likes those bigger body receivers. That's what a tight end is. It's a big bodied receiver. He prefers that than the smaller guy. So yeah, I mean, it's Rivers. It was Brissett last year, and you look at when he had Andrew Luck, he was relevant. You're right, man. You're, uh, you're 100% correct. I mean, he was relevant when Andrew Luck, and he's irrelevant no longer. And Jen is checking in saying, where where did Elliot go? And there's a guy right there in, in, in Zeke who's just giving up. Zeke gave up. Say what you want. It, it, this has nothing to do with talent. Zeke packed it in. He said, I'm done. I'm out. See you in 2021. That's what he said. He might as well listen. That he might as well go on the IR Corona list. I mean, because he's not he's not going to do anything. And the the fumbling's a real issue with Zeke Elliott because from a fantasy perspective, you don't want your guy going out there dropping a ball like Tiki Barber back in the day. In the sense that he's not going to get the reps anymore. I mean, they're they're going to they'll use Tony Pollard. They're not afraid to use Tony Pollard. And again, they paid Zeke all that money. But again, if you again. We talked about this yesterday with Carson Wentz. If you can't hold on to the ball and you consistently turn the ball over, you're not putting your team in best position to win. So if you're not doing that, you can't be on the field. And that continually kills your fantasy value. And that is one thing that's happening right now with Zeke Elliott. Now, one of the other guys I want to talk about before we get into the DFS locks of the week and we talk about going forward with some values and some gems, Travis Fogel. Now, John. I know John loves when Tony does this, right? John loves when he does this. When Tony starts to predict what a guy's stats would be over the course of an entire year. He John John hates it. Okay. He hates it. But I have to do it, right? Number one, Travis Fogel leads all NFL receivers. 453 yards since week four, which is when he was pressing the duty against the San Francisco 49ers. He has four touchdowns. What you know, only one of the only players that have four touchdowns since then at the wide receiver position. Only ten other ones. He's in that group. He is the twenty seventh ranked wide receiver right now, and he missed three games. Okay, just to put it in perspective, where he's at right now, his numbers through a sixteen game season: one hundred and twelve catches, fifteen hundred and six yards, and thirteen touchdowns. Now, obviously. That's not going to happen. But what my point is, this guy is always open. This guy has the trust and the respect of his quarterback. And week in, week out, we keep saying it's an aberration. It's not anymore. He's done this for four straight weeks. Four straight weeks against teams like the Baltimore Ravens. So this kid's legit. He is legit. But what I want to ask you is, is he a wide – I know he's a wide receiver one for the Eagles, but – is he a wide receiver one for fantasy for the rest of the season? What do you think, John? Not a number one fantasy. No, he is. No, he is not. 
Um, you know, we talked about getting healthy Goddard's back, Rager's back. I still think he will be the most productive receiver for sure. But I mean, we don't even know if Wentz is back. We touched on that yesterday with the, you know, the heat ratio podcast, but, um, yeah, uh, you know, he is their number one. I think, yes, you can bank on five to six catches and, you know, six, 70, 60, 70, 80 yards on a weekly basis. And he'll probably find the end zone every other week. So, I mean, it it's solid. It's definitely a flex play, maybe a wide receiver too. Um, I just don't know how consistent that'll be. I mean, I do like him, especially in daily. You could you can't go prices. Actually, I don't know what he is this this week, what uh, he's priced at. But you know, the past couple weeks, yeah, he was a guy I went after. I think you know those are the stats he's going to put up, and the price tag was uh, just right. Yeah, well, obviously they're they're on a buy this week. The Eagles, uh, the Rams, the Browns, and the Bengals, right? So yeah, well, yeah, but I, again, I, he he has been a value, but the value. Obviously, we know in DraftKings, you will go up as you become productive, right? Uh, so he he's going to be getting paid, right? He uh, literally like he he's going to be sitting in that six to seven thousand dollar range. Uh, he is because he's just putting up those kind of numbers. And to John's, you know, to John's credit, what he's saying is, you know, are you willing to pay that kind of money for Travis Fogelman instead of a guy like say Tyler Lockett or Adam Thielen? You know, a more established player that you can trust more and more. I, you know, I, I'll tell you, that's the one thing about DFS. When you can get these guys early before they blow up, that's when the maximum value is. But when you get a guy four games, okay, he's going to start getting paid like a guy who's been consistent for 25 games. It's really hard to compare him. You got to wait. You got to wait it out. It's, it's all about value, right? It's all about value. You have to wait it out. Um, Jenna says, I picked up Zach Moss this week for death. That's a great pickup. Uh, I, I can't believe you were able to pick him up. Uh, you know, because, again, I, he, I, I still think he's a more talented back than Singletary, and I think they do know that. I think their, their roles will flip. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, to have Zach Moss on your waiver wire, I mean, that's that's tremendous. I really, really like that. Uh, but let, let's talk about some DFS locks. Okay, we do this every week. You know, we, we base all our stuff on the, the the DFS Daily DraftKings sports lineup. Now, we do talk traditional fantasy as well. So when we're talking about players that we look at, you know, we're talking about traditional. But when we talk about locks of the week, DFS locks of the week, we are talking about the DraftKings Daily Fantasy system. And then we're going to throw you some gems. We talk, You know, again, not to toot my own horn, John has done it recently. I have done it as well. We pick guys out that are really low down on the charts tonight listen tonight i don't know if it'll happen okay but i took two guys for four hundred dollars and two hundred dollars six hundred dollars total as two locks to score touchdowns tonight now if that happens and this is tyler Irvin and trent taylor again looking at the landscape of what's going on with the san francisco 49ers they have been decimated by covid Right, they've been decimated. So Trent Taylor is the number one wide receiver tonight for the San Francisco 49ers. He, either way, John talks about volume. Trent Taylor's got to catch at least one ball tonight, 
right? He's got to catch at least one ball, you would think. So, you know, I, Tyler Irvin, listen, I know Aaron Jones is back and he's active, but listen, they're not going to need Aaron Jones. He Listen, he played a lot of snaps in the first drive. They already scored. Okay, this is going to be a high-scoring game for the, the Green Bay Packers. The Niners may be able to get on the board. Uh, either way, they're going to be garbage points for some of these players. So this is what we look at. So, John, when we talk about we're going to start like we always do, right from the quarterback position, and we're going to look at you know our quarterback locks of the week. Now, I got screwed the week before last with Patrick Mahomes. Who would have thought that Patrick Mahomes – you know, going to Denver. I know there was weather conditions out there, you know, and he didn't have a great game. And he comes back last week against the Jets, and he goes off. When I'm predicting that he won't because I figured it was going to be a weird game, which it wasn't. It was a typical Patrick Mahomes game. This week, number one again, no surprise, Patrick Mahomes at $8,100. Uh, we talk about this all the time. You know, is that a lock for that money? They're playing Carolina. I don't think there's a bigger lock in my in my book than Patrick Mahomes, only because of that defense. The other guy I would look at as a lock is Deshaun Watson playing against Jacksonville at 7,100. So for me, if I want to save myself a grand, I'm going to go Deshaun Watson. But for me, though, both those guys will average the maximum point per value for their pick. John, who do you got? Yeah, uh, I don't know that I'm with you with Mahomes. Um, that Once you get over that 8,000 price tag, it's I got to be very confident. And just like you said, what you expected with the Jets, and he didn't, you know, he performed when we didn't, th we thought it was going to be a blowout, which it was. But, you know, maybe they just run the rock, may, you know, who knows. Uh, may, bottom line is, I still don't trust this game um, from week to week, especially when it's against a weaker opponent. I mean, Carolina. Don't get me wrong, Teddy Bridgewater. He got a he got a, a okay team out there. McCaffrey's supposed to be back, but I mean, I can't see it being that explosive where Mahomes isn't uh, kind of taking advantage of the defense. Um, so I'm not really with you on Mahomes. I'd rather spend eight grand on a couple other guys on my list. Um, but I, I'm with you with Deshaun Watson. That's who I have. I got Watson. I'll, only other two intriguing ones. Allen's at 7,000. Look, the the Bills haven't looked good. He may just, you know, going up against that Seattle defense, he may just have a chip on his shoulder. Um, you know, it's a home game. So Josh Allen isn't bad at 7,000. I would still go with Watson for the extra 100 bucks. But if you need to save a couple hundred, um, Herbert at 6,800. Yeah. I'm sorry. Until, until you prove me wrong, Herbert and Keenan Allen, or just about as locks as they can be. And this week they have Las Vegas. I like the Herbert pick. I was I was zoning on him as well. I mean, I really like, especially, I mean, you're, again, we're talking uh, $2,300 less than the top guy. That's a lot of money. $2,300 is a lot of money in DFS. It could save you the difference of starting a wide receiver that gets 20 snaps as opposed to a guy that gets 75. I mean, that, that it's a complete flip right there uh, when we talk about that. So, yeah, I was I was looking at Justin Herbert, too. I mean, 
Listen, the Vegas Las Vegas Raiders are not very good. They're 26th in offensive rank, uh, opposition rank against that pass, the uh, pass, that pass offense uh, at sixty eight hundred dollars. I, I really, really like that pick. I think you know. I look over this DFS list, and and they're the ones that come out to me. I was going to say Josh Allen as well. Nobody else is really you know flipping the tires a little bit. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know if you're chancing it and you want to go to it against the twenty eighth ranked defense in Arizona, maybe. But I just think. Seeing Patrick Peterson out there and Buda Baker with a young guy, I don't think I'd be chancing that at all. I will say a in, very intriguing pick to me is Drew Locke. Drew Locke's come off a three-touchdown performance and going up against the Atlanta Falcons, who are not very good in the secondary. Uh, so for $5,200, but again, this is DFS, so your quarterback has to produce. So you're taking a risk. If you want to take a risk with a kid like Drew Locke and hope that he can repeat that same performance and save yourself three thousand dollars, uh, you know it, it, it could be. I mean that 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 could be a move. You never know. Um, trying to say Justin Jefferson pissed pissed her off last week, and that again Justin Jefferson is tr- a tremendous talent, but he's a rookie and he's going to be inconsistent. And unfortunately, he plays with Kirk Cousins. That's the only problem with Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins is very unpredictable, very, excuse me, and very inconsistent. And then when you take that with a rookie wide receiver, it, it, it listen, nine times out of ten, it's going to be good, but they're going to get that one or two big games in there mixed in. So, unfortunately, you got to be ready for it. There's no other way to do it. Um, let's look at the running back position. And again, strictly DFS, DraftKings, Daily Fantasy, looking for this weekend. Now, again, uh, listen, Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, it's hard to say after that performance that Dalvin Cook isn't worth the salary, right? Uh, it, it really is. Now, do we know if Christian McCaffrey's going to play this week? And if he does, is he going to get the full workload? Uh, we don't know. I, I'll be personally honest with you. I think Christian McCaffrey's workload scales back just a little bit for the rest of the year because of the injury that he had. I think they see what they had in Mike Davis, so be careful. I think Christian McCaffrey's going to get spelled a lot, especially the first few games he plays, more than usual, and I think it could continue for the rest of the year. But I'll tell you, there, there, there's some picks here, John. I mean, when we go through this list, if you don't want to pay the $8,200 for a guy like Dalvin Cook, uh, listen, Chase Edmonds gets the start, right? You know, Cal, uh, Kenyon Drake is out, right, for maybe a couple weeks. Uh, they said the injury wasn't as bad, but I don't think he's going to play at all this week And because uh, I think he, they did put him on IR. So that's three weeks. So Chase Edmonds, we see what he can do. He's going up against Miami. They're not the best defense in the world. Kind of middle of the run, 15, 16, 6,800. I think that's a really good value play right there uh, at, at the quarterback position. And your boy on the other side of the ball, okay? Yeah, I, no, I shouldn't say your boy. For some reason, I, I, I put him in Pittsburgh. I don't know why, but Antonio Gibson. I think Antonio Gibson is a good, good value this week against the Giants who play like Swiss cheese, and he's only $5,800, and he's been showing that he's the number one guy out there in Washington, and he's been very, very productive. Who do you got, John, for the running backs? Oh, I thought you were actually going to bring up my guy. I mean, look, I have Cook in, uh, and it's not – you always got to watch coming off a big game like that. If I you know. expect to repeat, you're crazy. Okay. I He's know. not going to repeat that. So don't just pay up for him for uh, what you're hoping for is a repeat performance. But I'm still going with Dalvin Cook there. Um, 
you know, there were some other options. A lot of weeks there was like the Geo Bernard that was super cheap that you could balance it out. Yep. Um, and, you know, and a bunch of other guys, uh, even even Antonio Gibson, you know what I mean, a few weeks ago. He was a guy that you could get cheap, um, you know, that had good value. There's really not – I mean, there's some value, but not nothing in the 4,000s. So, Cook, but James Conner, I'm sorry. I think I think that may be the top running back of the week. Or wow. it, no, I I don't know if it's the top running back of the week. I think the the highest floor of the week going up against Dallas. Look, I don't think they're going to have to throw the ball all that much. I think James Conner is going to take over and just grind one out against a deflated Dallas defense. That's the guy I would bet on. I would not bet on Roethlisberger on the road. I don't care what team you're playing against. Um, I think James Conner is going to be the guy. So 6,900, James Conner. How about how about this one, John? How about your boy Melvin Gordon going up against that Atlanta defense at 5,300? Well, that's, that play? yeah, I mean, there, there's a couple other guys. I mean, if you don't want Cook, um, Kamara's out there. You know, at eight thousand, um, I Connor I think is the best value. James Robinson at seven thousand is a little much for uh, my taste. Edmonds I think can have a really good game, but to see sixty eight hundred right out right out the gate, you know, coming off a buy, I mean, I think he will have a good game, and he probably will be worth the sixty eight hundred. But Zeke at sixty six. I I, I, I mean that's it. going against the Pittsburgh defense, and you know that they're not going to be able to. But yeah, could you imagine Zeke at sixty six hundred? Like if you would have said that two weeks ago, it's like that's a hundred percent ownership. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. C C H at sixty one hundred, and then you said Melvin Gordon, and even uh, the other guy, Damian Harris, who I really like with New England. You know, you can never trust Bill Belichick I just, yeah, running. Yeah, I was going to say that. So, but I will tell you when he's been out there, he's looked good. He's performed. It's like, just give him the rock. Other years, it was Brady and what's going to work this week and what's not. I think Belichick's getting to the realization that, yo, we got to run the rock. And whoever we're going to, if you got a guy that's getting four and a half yards of carry, you're going to give it to the guy. Like, Belichick's not stupid. Like, he's, what's he? Just give, just feed him if that's what it takes. But um, you know that's not a bad value at seventy or thirty fifty three hundred. I'll tell you who I really like, and and again, we his name seems to come up every single week. But DeAndre Swift, only only five thousand dollars going against Minnesota. Uh, you know, a team that cannot stop anybody, it seems like, you know, when, when we talk about the running backs. And, you know, listen, DeAndre Swift has slowly but surely become the main guy. I mean, you say what you want. Okay, I know people say, oh, he doesn't get all the – listen, I understand his carries are really low, but it's in, it's in the receiving game is where DeAndre Swift makes his mark. Uh, every single week, he, he gets four to five targets. That's what he does, and he finds the end zone. This is what he's doing. He's finding the end zone. He has four touchdowns this year. Okay? Well, and, and – oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's up? No, and it's, I mean, you're looking at a, a backfield that they didn't trust carry on Johnson. They brought in AP for who knows what reason. The team's not really performing that well. What do you do, you know, when your team's not really lighting the world on fire and you got an aging running back and you have a, a guy that you drafted early in the draft? You start giving him work and figure out what you got. Unless you're the New York Jets, then you keep feeding Frank Gore. 
Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> they got I, P. Was, Ryan, and they won't even give him a. What are you playing for, dude? I, I, I don't. Like, understand. Are you kidding me? You're what? You you want to put a little more tread on Gore's tires? Like, is there an incentive for him to get like the career like most carries? Maybe there is. I mean, maybe you feel like you you, you know you need to hand it to him for for you know for being you know the, the veteran card. I guess you could say it is. Uh, you know, it's an unspoken word. I'm not sure what it is, but how do you not get? How do you know not give it to Perrine or Perrine or whatever the hell his name is? P. Ryan. Uh, but, I think is it P Ryan? I, I yeah. call him Perrine. Yeah, uh, but, because yeah, because uh, there's Samaje P Ryan, who was the first guy. He was a Redskin, or I'm um, now he was a Redskin at the time. I am correct. a Washington team member, John. Uh, that's but, politically no, correct here, bro. It is politically correct, but at the time, <laughs> it was not the Washington football team. No, I know. I know. Just but, yeah, so the Washington football team, I suppose. But yeah, he was with there. He's with Cincinnati now. And that that was Samaje, and yeah, they got Lamichael on the Jets. I don't know if they're related. I would assume. So Jenna says Chase Evans. Jenna, I completely agree. I like uh, him. We mentioned him a little earlier. I, I love me some Chase Edmonds, man. I I really think that Chase Edmonds is the guy. Say what you want. Uh, you know, Kenyon Drake. You know, he he has his games, uh, but he's always Ken, Kenyon Drake has always been like this. You know, he ended last year the final eight games when he got traded. Looked really, really good. They gave him some money. They extended him, and but he's kind of turned into the same guy, right? Very inconsistent. Week one, three point eight yards per carry. Week two, four point three, four point one, and two point seven, three point three, two point four, mixed in with an eight point two, right? So he is as inconsistent as they come. And Chase Edmonds just looked like a machine. I don't know about you, but I feel like, you know, remember when Chase Edmonds was going off and then he got hurt? That was last year. He was going off a little bit, then he got hurt. I think he bulked up a little bit because he looks like a bigger running back now. And I think that they're looking at Chase Edmonds. They know that he's more, you know, he has more to work, walk around. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because Jenna's second. She's watching that in the Irish game. Nick Mullins is trash. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm glad she didn't hear our uh... – our pre-podcast when I said I actually think Nick Mullins is a better yeah. fantasy quarterback than Jimmy G. Oh, she's killing you for that, bro. See, you're you're getting killed I for that. Even, I didn't you even say it on air. I didn't even say it on air until now. It was just that's my observation. I would rather start Nick Mullins if he's play not with their trash receivers this week by any means, but I'm just saying in general, I'm more confident in Nick Mullins putting up stats than Jimmy G, like just the 49ers offense in general. So I have an intriguing one for you, John, uh, before we move off the running backs. You know, word out of Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor busted up his ankle a little bit. You know, they're nursing him. Uh, you know, he's questionable. Doesn't mean he's going to be inactive. It, it, you know, but they're starting to fall in love out there with, with, with a guy named Jordan Wilkins. Uh, you know, and, and we we seen it when Jonathan Taylor went out last week. He came in and Jordan Wilkins did very well. Uh, Jordan Wilkins right now. Now. It does say Taylor was a full participant in Thursday's practice, right? Which that usually means they practice on Thursday. They're going to play on Sunday. Uh, but my point is that, you know, with an ankle injury of any sorts, your, your time always seems to be limited and it could spark up at any time. So as you go through these DraftKings lists and you look at these, these solid gems and high values, 
Jordan Wilkins at 4,200, you know, down very, very down low on the charts, you know, could be a flex guy that maybe you add in, you know, based on the fact that he will get a little more volume than he's used to because of them kind of holding Jonathan Taylor back. I mean, these are the kind of, you know, these are the kind of finds that you have to look for, right? I mean, you know, because you can't have all $7,000 guys. Another guy I look at is Wayne Goldman at 4,500. If Devonta Freeman doesn't play, or even if he does, I think he's going to be limited. I think Goldman, as you've seen, he scored. They're not afraid. And did you know Alfred Morris was still in the frigging league? Nobody did. Oh. <laughs> Nobody did. I was like, wait, what the hell? Where did, where did he come from? I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was shocked when I see Alfred Morris. And he was on a practice squad. That's, I'll tell you what, 31 years old. That's when you know that you're committed. Because you're sitting there and you're on a practice squad at 31 years old on a team that's kind of trash. Mm, I'll tell you. Unbelievable. Uh, Rick checking in says, I'm starting Edwins over. Edwins over. Let me get this right. To make a, a Carl Ravage. Hilaire. You know, oh. Elair. Eli Hilaire. Elair. Right. Crazy that my second round pick is on a bench. C- Cook, Connors, and Edmonds in my flex. Uh, I, listen, that's, I don't. That's beastly. I don't. I, I like it. I like the Evans move because here's the problem: you just never know when Big Red's going to decide to just start hitting the ball like crazy to Lev Bell, right? You, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. As much as Alaire is remarkable, right? You know it's coming, and it's going to be that game where you start him, and you're going to be like, "God damn it! I knew it! I knew it's going to happen." Chase Evans is going to get the full load, dude. Yeah, in Kansas City, both of them. I mean. To me, as like a running back and the skills that they have, they're like identical. I'm not saying necessarily identical in size and shape, but the things that they could do out of the backfield. And yes, it, I could see it going 60 40 either way in any given game. Could it get to 70 30? Eh, I don't know. I don't know that it would. So, you know what I mean? Whatever they do as a team, they're each one's going to be eaten away at the other one. I, I'll tell you, man, I, there has been some very, very strange, very strange things that's happened this year. And again, it's a COVID year. It was a year we talked about the injuries have just continued to pile up. Uh, you know, we talk about Michael Thomas. Uh, I'm sure Jen will be asking about Michael Thomas, kind of John. Uh, but again, it, it you know, I think something else is wrong with Michael Thomas. I don't think, you know, we, we heard about the fight. Something's going on with Michael Thomas. You know, all of a sudden he has another injury. So this is just a really, really weird year. It is. And, you know, this is this is why I was so insistent on not doing any traditional fantasy drafts. I just, I did one and I'm paying for it. I regret it. I only did one and I Listen, I'll be honest with you. I've I fell off course because I'm just not interested. I'm trying now. I, you know, I don't want to be that guy, but it's just there's too much going on, man. Like if you did a best ball draft, great, but that's why DFS is so relevant right now because every single week there's somebody different that you can look at. Now, let's go flip right to the wide receivers. And again, there's always going to be that eight thousand dollar guy. If you listen, it, you you can almost one hundred percent if you want. Nobody's stopping you. You could go 8,100 Patrick Mahomes, 8,200 Dalvin Cook, and then 8,200 DeAndre Hopkins. 100% you could do that, but you're going to spend twenty five grand. you are going to spend half your salary on three guys and have to fill everything in with 
you hope so in unpredictable players, right? So I you know, but DeAndre Hopkins is about as automatic as they come. But I'll tell you what, John, I, you know, here's the thing. If if you look at it from any kind of perspective here, you know, Stephon Diggs at a thousand dollars less at a thousand dollars less from a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, if like you said, you took the, uh, Dalvin Cook, right? So if you take Dalvin Cook at 8,200, and say you want to take Patrick Mahomes at 8,100, well, then you got to kind of save some money somewhere. So if I'm going to spend you know, 7,400, I want to save myself a grand, I go to a guy like Stephon Diggs going up against Seattle, right? There's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. That's going to be a shootout, in my opinion. It really is. I, I don't know if Tredavious White is healthy back for Buffalo right now. Haven't seen it yet. Uh, he is coming off of injury. But, you know, Seattle, this isn't the Legion of Boom anymore. This isn't Richard Sherman. This isn't Earl Thomas. This isn't Cam Chancellor. These guys aren't there anymore. Shaquille I, or Shaq Griffin, I, I don't know if he's going to play. Right? But he is their best guy out there. But here's my thing. I look at this wide receiving core. And, you know, from the DraftKings, uh, like I said, you got to look at the values because there's so many wide receivers. Now, I will say before I get to you, John, that I got I screwed myself last week. I decided that I'm not going. I wanted Devontae Adams. I didn't want to pay the eight grand. So what I did was I mixed and matched, and I took a guy like Kenny Galladay who got me a fat zero. Right? I got a, I took a guy in Nelson Aguilar who got me a fat zero. Okay, I got hurt. I should have just took that money spent for Devontae Adams, and then took a $3,000 guy. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to do that this week because I am not trusting these lackluster players hoping that they produce. What do you think? Well, uh, Aguilar, I think, was a bad decision. Galladay got hurt. I don't know if Aguilar got hurt, but I didn't envision him really producing with – I mean, that offense is just a weird offense. I'm sorry, like – Sometimes it's like Hunter Renfro coming through in the clutch. Waller's there. They they got like they got Jason Witten, Waller, and um, what's the other guy's name that he always? I'm a Waller owner in uh, quite a few leagues. So this dude is always he's like the one catching touchdowns. I'll I'll have the name in a second, but I'm saying. And then you got Rugs, and then you got Edwards, and. and it's you and you don't even know how Carr is going to perform. Like he's been like okay this year, but it's not like he's been, um, you know, oh, Foster Moreau. <laughs> Foster Moreau, dude. That dude, even last year, he was stealing uh, Waller's uh, he's stats a away from him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, Aguilar, I think, is a. a was a bad decision, but a Galladay. No, I was, I was on Galladay too. Yeah. He did get hurt, hurt his hip. Uh, it sucks. You know, he went out, but again, you know, again, I, I, the other guy took, I took AJ Brown and only gives me 12 points. He scores late in the game. He's held to like no catches against the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, are you kidding me? Like who the hell would have predicted that? I, it, it, that's the thing. I mean, that's why you have to be so, Sure. Now I, I look at this list, and you know, you get one of your guys right here sticks out to me, uh, Juju, uh, going up against Dallas, who's packed it in. Let's be honest, okay? Juju, sixty-two hundred dollars. There's a good pick. Uh, or, or do you go Claypool at fifty-seven hundred? Right? What do you do? do uh, there's so many different options, right? When you look at the wide receivers, you just have to really Deontay Johnson at only five thousand dollars. That so, is that. That is my choice. Right? 
So let of, me ask you this, Of all John. those guys, that's my choice. We just talked about these three guys last week, and they were only a couple hundred dollars apart. Now we're talking they're 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 really spread up. Why is Deontay Johnson so low? I don't get it. Five thousand. Uh, I mean, we're talking it's sixty two hundred for Juju. He's twelve hundred dollars less. That's a big drop off for a guy that's essentially the number one look for Big Ben, right? Well, I don't know how what type of algorithms they have for these stats and how much uh you know human intervention there is on top of the algorithms but you look at Deontay Johnson I mean what he got hurt in two of the past three games he's coming up with you know a couple catches I don't have it in front of me I could in a second but you know what I mean he, when he's in there he's getting a bunch of targets but then he's getting his back hurt then he's getting his ankle hurt and you know what I mean? He's he's not playing full games, getting ten catches every week. You know, he I'll bet you he would be higher if he just didn't play in that week versus catching one or two balls. Then it looks like he played and just stunk. So I'm yeah that that's the one I'm going with. Once again, it's the cheapest, but you know Claypool's not a volume monster. Could he? No. You know, do we talked about banking on touchdowns? You know how much. Touchdowns, there's a lot of variables, a lot of luck involved um, when it comes to touchdowns. But, um, you know, I can't bank on a touchdown from Claypool every week, even though he seems to. But, I mean, when Deontay plays, 10 targets or 10 targets, 8 to 10 targets, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, if you if you break down his numbers week to week, I mean, first two weeks, you're talking 23 targets. Then the following two weeks, he gets three. Then in week seven, he's out week six because of a bat. And then week seven, he comes and gets 15. Week eight, he gets three. Right. So you, you really, whether it's because he left the game early for injury or not, he's just very inconsistent. Like you said, and Chase Claypool is just that he, he's not that volume guy. He's going to get plays, but he's not going to get the overall volume that you need in a number one wide receiver. Now, I'll tell you, one of the guys I really like too, John, is Jerry Judy. Uh, this week i think jerry judy is starting to really cement himself out there in denver you know as long as drew lock can stay healthy and he can start to be listen you know he he did very well last week he was very efficient uh if they keep the game playing simple for drew lock and he doesn't take a ton of chances just let melvin gordon run the ball right i think he could be very productive your boy tim patrick who you mentioned a couple weeks ago uh, as a silent killer he, he's been very very good and a really low value actually rated above jerry judy this week uh but they're playing atlanta like i said i like drew lock at the quarterback position i like melvin gordon for the running back position i think this is a really good spot for them they go out you know from the confines of Mahai into the dome in atlanta which is going to be a lot easier to play no fans right well i mean some fans but you know what 20 percent tops are out right so we're not talking about packing them in but jerry judy i think was the better more polished guy than Henry Ruggs out of the two. Uh, and I think he's going to put in a good game this week. Uh, at $4,700, John, that's a really good value. And the other guy I like is McCall Harbin. You see, first week without Sammy Watkins, McCall Harbin produces. Here we go again, going up against Carolina, right? $4,800. Again, McCall Harbin showed last week he's going to be very involved. And going forward, I think it'll be the same thing. Yeah, no, I mean, those, I, I definitely have. I got Patrick and Judy down his values. Hardman, yeah. I mean, he's not a volume guy, but all he got to do is, you know, break a long one for a touchdown and, you know, you got your you got your 3x, you know, yeah. your you got your three times your uh, salary. 
Now, so, now, yeah. Now, yeah, it would be very, listen, you'd be very ballsy if you went with a Denver stack. Okay, because right, oh, yeah. uh, uh, ballsy right there. Well, and unless you're in a million in the million dollar contest and you stack them with Drew Locke, that's what I'm if saying. It, if it comes through, it but you got to hit those studs. You better hit that Camara Chim- and Cook stack that yes. you have along with all these Denver turds. What I, <laughs> he said, Denver turds. But now it's the truth, man. I mean, that's how. You, see that? That's what people have to understand. It's funny because. Not everybody understands the logic, and you know, you know, you, you you have you know, you have a young son, and I have two, and they'll sit there, and I'll be like, man, like last week, I was like, man, I can't believe Nelson Aguilar got me zero, and my son's like, dad, why would you even star him? I'm like, listen, you don't understand. There's a salary cap, dude. This ain't traditional fantasy where I'm just no. I got to a number, and I had to pick a guy. Like you don't understand. Like I'll throw in there, like Harrison Bryant. Why are you starting him? I'm like, you don't get it. He was only $2,200. Like, they don't understand yep. the value part. <laughs> no, absolutely. They absolutely. just want, yeah, they're, they're just talking about, oh, look, that. I, I have DK and I have Devontae and I have Derek. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's great. You're not yeah. getting that DFS, kid. Yeah, You're play, not play, that. playing in a four man league. <laughs> you know well, what? I remember the one year they did do that. And I was like, wait, how did you get that team? Like, yeah. Oh, unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. But yeah, a lot, listen, there's a lot of values out there. There's a lot, a lot of values and it'll continue to be values. And that's what you have to look for. You have to just figure out. We talked about it on this show before. We had to talk about how you want to build out your system. That's all it is. And I'll tell you, it's very interesting when you see who wins and who loses and how they did it. Now, you know, some guys, some guys get lucky. Some guys just played straight. They say, I'm going all in with the big money guys and just hoping they produce. And you know what? If you do have that logic, I'll tell you what, 50, 60, 70% of the time, you're probably going to be right. Uh, but it's at 30% that you're going to lose really bad and really hard. Uh, you know, so again, like this was one of my my hard losses this week. Uh, but let, let's look at the tight end because we don't give any love to the tight end. We never well, hold love- on. Let me let me, let me me touch on a couple of my receivers. Oh, yeah. You didn't even talk. You've been too quiet. No. Or, or, no. You know what it is? I just talk too much. That, yeah, uh, John, I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> we're we're a team here, you know. When you talk, I talk. When I talk, you talk. Now, yeah, I, I mentioned earlier teaming up Keenan Allen seven thousand. Look, still a decent price price tag. I, I think you brought it up, or I know I talked about it with the Herbert pick. Um, you know, if I'm going with Deshaun Watson, you got Fuller at sixty eight hundred. I feel I truly feel that Fuller's going to have one of those big games this week. But Brandon Cooks at fifty five hundred. You know, you mentioned Judy and Patrick uh, at fifty five hundred. I mean, that's that's a price tag I like. And if you really want to go cheap, and uh, truthfully, I think it's going to be cheap and perform. Danny Danny Amendola with no Galladay. I'm telling you what, when Galladay doesn't play, he puts up some numbers. I'm not saying he's going to be a number one receiver. But I will tell you, at a $3,700 price tag, I will take him over any of those other guys because I think this dude is definitely going to put up more than three times value. So you're not buying on the, on the Marvin Hall talk? No. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's more of an anomaly. Um, he could. But, I mean, he only had, what, four catches? Did he have five catches? It he was, played it was, well. 
Yes, there's no question he played well. But just because you come out of nowhere and play well one week, think about how many guys were picked up and dropped because they did that. They came up, they played well one week, and then they went back into you know mediocrity. So, I mean, I you could take a flyer on him. I don't know what his price tag is, but I'm sorry. Amendola is slow and steady, and when they're hurting at wide receiver, somehow he shows up getting catches. So let me ask you this, and our buddy Joe Z checking in because he's on Twitter. My man Joey Z, he is the man, the ultimate gambler. I can tell you that. Uh, he's always there supporting us, guys, the gambler. Uh, we really appreciate that. Tweeting us some questions, tweeting us some players on heat ratio. Uh, he talks about Corey Davis. He wants to know about Corey Davis, and he says, you know, you know we've seen what Corey Davis done the last two weeks. Can we see him continue that going forward? It almost seems like he took some targets away from A.J. Brown last week, which is concerning to me. It really is. What do you think, John? Yeah, Corey Davis is intriguing. Uh, A.J. Brown is the number one, all right? Tannehill doesn't pass for a whole lot of yards, all right? And especially if it's a run game, if Tennessee gets up, you know they're grinding that out. So it can be a 180-yard um I don't know, two-touchdown game, no picks for Tannehill. Even a three-touchdown game, 200 yards. It works out in the wash, but, I mean, I, I I don't know. I just, Johnny Smith has not done much the past two weeks. When Henry's held in check, when Johnny Smith doesn't do anything, yes, it goes to the receivers. The offense has to go to somebody. But I don't know how much is it's it will continue where they're both productive. So I, I just caution on the Corey Davis will have good games, but I think there will be games that he'll disappear as well. Actually, Tony, I asked you the uh, start question. D did I say Corey Davis? It's between Crowder, Corey Davis, and Jarek McKinnon. Oh, and no, there, you didn't say Corey Davis. Yes, Corey Davis was the other one ah. that, that I have, and I was like, it's, it's only a PPR at six catches. So if you have five catches, you, it's not a PPR. Once you get wow, to six wow. catches, then it's a three-point bonus, and then you get PPR for every catch above it. Customized 20-year league, that's the way we do it. We like we like awarding for good performances, not just every catch. You know what I, I mean? Like you got to get to a certain threshold. Then you beast. You know what I mean? That's, that's what it is. So it's about getting the six catches. And Corey Davis has been getting there, but that five-catch, 70-yard uh, game ain't going to do nothing for me. No, no, not at all. I, I like it, though. I, 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 Listen, Corey Davis is the guy that we, we all hope for, right? We all hope. Is, is it, 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 has he finally become that guy that we think he can be? Uh, you know, it sucks because when he when when you don't, it's like, ah, uh, you know what I mean. Like it, it's so tough, especially if you put all your eggs in that basket. And that's that's one thing you say you you have to hit on these guys, right? You have to hit on these guys. If you don't hit on these guys, you're 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 in trouble, man. You're you're in one hundred percent. You're in no man's land, especially when we talk about DFS. Now you mentioned Janu Smith, uh, or Janu or Janu, whatever you want to call it. But I'll tell you, man, I I. I I hate to stay with this scenario here, but Noah Font, $4,600. Again, you know, we're, we're talking 20, <laughs> John, we're talking $2,600 off of Travis Kelsey. 2600 Even Darren Waller, 
Okay, I mean, even the top two guys after Travis Kelsey, I like T.J. Hawkinson at fifty one hundred. Right? I, I, I mean, it, listen. At the end of the day, these guys, they, 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 they listen. They're extreme values. They are. They're extreme values when you look at the top guy. But again, Noah Fon at forty six hundred. You know, he intrigues me. Uh, listen, even again, I, Eric Ebron, just you know, you're going up against a Dallas team. That has basically packed it in, uh, you know, Van Der Esch and, you know, he played very, Jalen Smith. They played very, very well against Philadelphia. Now, will that carry over? I'm not sure. But Ebron has steadily becoming more and more involved as he stays healthy. I mean, he's getting a, a you know, a consistent dose of targets. OK, consistent. Uh, you know, and, and he scored last week. The, the week before, he didn't score, but he, you know, six for fifty when you're only spending four grand isn't isn't that bad of a number. So, John, tight ends, give me, give, you know, your locks, values. What are you seeing in this in this position in week nine? Well, John U. Smith at thirty nine hundred, I think, is my cheap way of going. Um, you know, Hunter Henry. I don't, I don't know this dude. I've for, he's had the potential and he's shown us stuff. And then he gets hurt. Then he's shown us stuff. Then he gets hurt. Then he shows up and then he, he's just kind of disappeared, but I can't, I can't get off the wagon. I cannot get <laughs> off the wagon. So at 4,000, I mean, I'm looking at John Smith at 39, um, Hunter Henry at 4,000 as kind of the floor. I mean, you could take, flyers on guys that you know jimmy graham or or a trey burton gets another rushing touchdown or something along those lines but i feel like those are the two kind of floor guys that's like i don't want to go below that unless i'm just basically throwing it in and crossing my fingers for some type of tight or tight end product production but gronk at 4900 i'm sorry with what he's done over the past three weeks um, you know, the dude's he's he's putting up numbers. Him and Brady are getting that connection back. I mean, but he had four targets last week, but caught all of them and for a touchdown. Um, and the two weeks before that, eight targets, five catches, you know, getting like 60, 70 yards, both with touchdowns. So three weeks in a row, three touchdowns, looking at a combined 20 targets in three weeks with 14 catches. You get you give me you know five catches a touchdown and fifty yards receiving at the tight end for forty nine hundred, I'm in. I like that. I I, I mean that, that's good analysis right there because that that's the kind of stuff you have to look at, man. I mean one hundred percent you have to look at those numbers, read beyond the lines, and that's what John's telling you right there. The value, value, value. That's the one to say. Who is going to give you? the the maximum value with the lowest risk and and, and again that's that's i or, or no i should say who who's going to be high risk high value right i mean that's that's what you're really looking at right not looking at low risk high, high risk high, i mean because the risk is that you're putting him in your lineup the low low risk would be because the number is low right but you, you ultimately you want that max value so you really have to look at that well yeah and then it depends every single seasonal league's different I mean, the it's always buy high, sell low. I mean, that's nice. the common theme. But sometimes you're looking at a guy where, you know, it, it's the same thing. If you're playing in some big, uh, you know, contest versus, you know, just a, uh, a smaller thing, um, you know, doing a 50-50 or whatever, sometimes you're looking for that uh, floor, you know. 
you're looking for the highest floor where like, no matter what this guy is going to do at minimum this, you know, so that you're not worrying about the boomer bust where, yeah, if you have everything come up, you know what I mean? Sevens on every single one of your guesses. I mean, go try to do a uh, 18 parlay, you know what I mean? And see oh, how many times man. you hit an 18 parlay. Well, that, but that's what you have to do fantasy wise for these million dollar contests. I mean, that's what it is. It's no different. You have to pick, you know what I mean? The top one. I mean, forget picking up a, a game that's, you know, 50, 50, you got a chance to win or lose. I mean, you got to pick the top guys, you know, eight and have it all line up. So that's where boom or bust you need. But, you know, if you're playing in a smaller contest or, you know, um, head to head or fantasy, sometimes that slow and steady will, you know, get you just what you need versus, you know, throwing craps and getting nothing out of that, out of that position. I like it, man. I like it. And now we're going to do a little something different. We're going to, you know, we, we broke down every single position from a DFS value. We talked about specific players like Travis Fogel, Antonio Brown. I'm not going to be one of these shows where we go gain a game and break. We don't need to do that. Okay. Everybody knows the games are. We're talking value on this show. Okay. And I got a little loose concept. I'm going to put John on that. I'm going to put John on the spot here. Okay, it's something I'm thinking about. I'm always thinking about crazy stuff as we're going on. Something we could add in, some fun, so we can start keep rankings every week. We're at the halfway point of fantasy football, so it's about time we did a little something here. Okay, and this is what I'm gonna do, John. We're gonna go two guys. I'm gonna break down every position. We're gonna take two guy, two matchups from every position: quarterback, receiver, running back, tight end. It's gonna be two really high guys and two really like mid-tier guys or value guys. We're gonna pit them up against each other, put them both in the firebox, and tell me who has the better week. Okay, so right off the bat, we're going to start with the quarterback position. You're going to pick. I'm going to pick. Okay, we're going to tally these picks, and we're going to see who won, and we're going to talk about that next week. Right off the bat, we're going to go with two 100% highlight reels right here. Kyler Murray against Miami or Russell Wilson against Buffalo. Who scores the most points in week nine? That's a close one. I know. I want, I want to go. Kyler Murray, but I mean, uh, I'm going. I'm going Kyler Murray. I'm going, going Kyler Con- Murray. Look against the Miami team, where two is only going to pass for a hundred yards, and Chase Edmonds has has his day. Like uh, you know, you're predicting. I think he will too. Um, but I'm still going Kyler Murray. I'm 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 going to follow you there. I'm going to go Kyler Murray because. You know, listen, whenever you play a game in November in Buffalo, I just never know what the conditions are going to be. Yeah. Uh, right. So as much as I love Russell Wilson, I just I, I just don't know what to expect weather wise. It's Thursday right now. I, you know, I'm, I'm not Hurricane Schwartz. I haven't looked at the Doppler. So I'm going to go right off the bat and say Kyler Murray has the more productive game. Dude, now we go. Yeah. yeah no, even if you did watch the news, how often is the news? If like if you're looking on a Thursday and you're looking at what is the weather on Sunday between twelve and four, because that's the only time that matters. It doesn't matter if it rains Sunday. If there's no rain between twelve and four, you know what I mean. When the game's on, it doesn't matter. How often are they right? Four days in advance for a three-hour window. Think about this. I know. 
I know. It's why I always tell my kids, you want to be two things in life, a meteorologist or a left-handed reliever. Two, 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 <laughs> left-handed reliever, you come in every one, once a week and throw a couple pitches like Jesse Orozco, or you could be a weather guy like, uh, what was the guy, uh, Belair, John Belairs, who who wound up getting a storm in a century wrong, gets kicked out of Philadelphia. But uh, Jenna checks in, she says, Mary, so if Jenna continues to play alone, we're going to tally Jenna too. We'll see for the three of us. Who comes out on top? So nobody takes Russell Wilson. So now we're going to go to a lower tier set here. Stolen the quarterbacks, okay? We're going to go lower tier, uh, lower tier set. Tongue twister. We're going to go Matt Ryan against Denver or Drew Brees against Tampa Bay. Who scores more fancy points in week nine? Go ahead, John. Matt Ryan. Well, that was, that was easy, huh? That, that, to me, that was very easy. Okay. Uh, and Jenna's checking in. Jenna says Matt Ryan. I, I'm going to go with the old dog here, okay? Uh, everybody been trashing Drew Brees. He can't throw anymore. Has no accuracy. You know what? Drew Brees is going to come out. Well, Atlanta stinks, okay? Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, not Michael Thomas. Doesn't matter, okay? Jared Cook's out there. Alvin Kamara. I'm going Drew Brees. I think he has a better week. Now the firebox goes to the running back position. Uh, go with your boy, John. 100% Pittsburgh's own James Conner. Okay, who scores more points, James Conner against Dallas or that rumbling monster Derrick Henry versus the Chicago Bears? Who you going with? That's a tough one. That Make is, these hard, man. That is, that is a tough one. That is a tough one. In daily, for me, it's easy because there's a big price tag difference. Yes, you know exactly. what I mean? Um, it's tough. Two the two really good matchups for both I'm, of them. I'm gonna go Derek Henry. Okay, Derek Henry. John's going Derek Henry. I am going to go the opposite. I am going to go with James Conner because specifically, I just think that the Chicago defense has been playing a lot better up front. Uh, Khalil Mack back. I think they may shut Henry down a little bit. Uh, I just, again, whenever you play Dallas, I think you have to start whoever you play against Dallas because I think they're just packed it in. I do. I think they're done. Andy Dalton goes on the COVID list. You know, the defense knows they're going to have to come in and try to save a game. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to work, so. I'm going to go James Conner on that one. Uh, Rick checks in. Our buddy Rick checks in. He says, Wilson and Breeze. So he's with me. I like that. I like that. Uh, again, uh, so he, we're he's gonna not go. coming over my house anymore. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So let's let's go lower tier system here. Okay. And let's go against these two. Uh, this is going to be a good one. John's going to make you think a little bit, right? Got to make these hards. Again, firebox question for the running backs. David Johnson against Jacksonville or Devin Singletary against Seattle? Those two guys, who's coming out of the firebox on fire? Ooh. Tough, um, one. Tough one. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go David Johnson just Ooh. because I feel that there's, there's more guaranteed volume there. And if they're up in the game, I mean, he's the guy. It's not like they're going to run out the clock with Dookie. All right, right. Dookie Johnson ain't running out the clock. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with David Johnson, especially with Moss looking good. I mean, what annoys me is I had Moss on my roster for like six weeks, and I just couldn't. I, ha I needed the spot. I couldn't do anything. I, was, 
I needed a guy to start. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, he's going to eat into Singletary's time. So I'm going David Johnson. So Jen is jumping on board as well. She goes David Johnson. And I'm going to make it a trifecta here. I'm going to go David Johnson only because I just, listen, Singletary, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about starting to get a split there with Zach Moss. And I think Zach Moss eventually overtakes him. Uh, so I'm just not trusting that situation. So I would definitely go. Rick checks it. He says Connor and Johnson as well. Uh, right. He, he beat me to Moss taking over that backfield. Uh, our buddy Jason checking in from all about the birds. He's the gamble guy over there. Fancy guy, Jason, much love, man. My bad. Uh, you know, one of the two best fan shows out there right now, too bad. They are on at the same time. Jason, I know, you know, <laughs> here's what happened this week. We, we, we parlayed one night because of the election. So we skipped Tuesday. This would have been last night. So yeah, I'm not, listen, you guys are tremendous. You do a great job. Uh, we're, we're going to collapse. Too. We're going to get a little collaboration. I talked to Phil. Hopefully, maybe next week we get the four of us on. Uh, we go quad box out there and we do a little sports show. Uh, we, we, we go heat against all about the birds and see who comes out on top. Uh, Jenna says, Jenna checking in live 21 3 Green Bay. Like, I, I, I mean, I think we could have believe. I'm curious, Jenna, who scored? Can you let us know who scored? I'm, I'm very, very curious here. Uh, so let's go to the wide receiver position. Uh, and we're going to look at the wide receiver position. Right on, God, I love the show. Jason, right back at you, buddy. I appreciate it, man, as always, as always. So we're going to go into the firebox once again, and we're going to go right off the bat. John, here is, we're just taking the Titans here, the two Titans, because Devontae's already playing, okay? It's Thursday night. So we're going to go DK Metcalf. Or DeAndre Hopkins, DK at Buffalo, and D-Hop at Miami. Right off the bat, two studs. Who has the bigger game, John? Hopkins. Wow, you you said that with no like no hesitation whatsoever. It's, said, a, it's an it's an odds thing. I mean, either of them can do it. I like both of them, don't get me wrong. But I don't see Kirk or Fitzgerald having a big day to hurt Hopkins as much as Tyler Lockett could really beast and Metcalf might not do it. I like them both 100%, but I'm, I'm going with Hopkins and I mean, they, we talked about the Buffalo weather, uh, you know, I, you know, it, actually if it's bad weather, that'll still be better for uh, Metcalf. Chris Carson might play. I'm I'm just I'm going Hopkins, but I like them both. Yeah, I do. I I mean it's hard not to like them both, right? Uh they both have great matchups either way. I listen, I, even though I I D Hop is my guy, but I have to go DK here. DK has just showed to me he's the next Megatron. He is. I mean, this this the physicality of his day, how quick he is, how much of a beast he is. He is Listen, a lot of people, you know, compare him because of the way he's so physical to a guy like Tara Owens. Uh, you know, this guy, there's not many guys that are going to be able to bump around with DK Metcalf. And and he runs a 4-3, which is ridiculous. At that, I mean, I, again, let's, I don't want to cry every time I think about the Eagles pass on him. So <laughs> I, I, I am, I'm going to go DK. I think right off the bat, I think DK has it. Uh, D. <laughs> Genesis DK, I'll never pick him. She don't like DK. She took DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, we'll see what Rick checks in with. But we're going to go to the next 
the lower tier again, lower, lower tier here. We're going to go down. John, you met this guy earlier. Brandon Cooks against Jacksonville or Devontae Parker or Devontae Parker against Arizona. Who has the better points? You know what? I, I'm, I, I'm going to go out on a limb. You want a hot take? Yes. Brandon Cooks receives more yards than Tua passes for. Whoa. Whoa. So that's how I feel about Devontae Parker. Wow. I like Devontae Parker. I I really thought, especially with Fitzpatrick behind center, but no, I no, not at all. Did Tua ever look to his right? At all, through that entire first game, did he ever look to his right? Uh, Everything, he's seeing half the field. Sorry, you're going to pass for, he is not going to pass for over 200 yards. And if, look, there's just, no. End of story. Well, I'm going to go Devontae Parker because I think he is going to pass over 200 yards. I think he popped his cherry last week. He's good. He's in. He, You know, he got, listen, I know he only played 73 yards. I get him through a touchdown. He actually threw two. One was called back. Uh, you know, he, he, yes, he looked hesitant. He looked a little shaky. He's a rookie. It's his first game, right? The stage is big for him. That's okay. So I think he comes and throws 200-something yards this week. I, I, I'll go 225. For two, I think he listen. I think he he puts all the skeptics to rest, and I'm going to take Devonte Parker because I think he's going to be a big recipient of all those yards, dude. Well, I'm saying Tua would throw for 225 if he if he looked at the whole field. He only looks at half the field. So well, that was a week he, only, he only gets 112. He only gets 112 yards. Ah, come on, John. You're killing a young guy, man. You're killing a young guy. Yes, right? I kill every young quarterback that has come in the league for the past 15 years, and I will continue to do it. Yeah, Burrow like- and Herbert have proved uh, proved me wrong, and that's fine. I'll I'll take I'll take the hit on those ones when you're right on 50 million others. Wow, look at that. I like that. Look, look at John being all cocky. Well, you and Jenna are going to have the same records. So, so far, you and Jenna had the same picks. So, that's a, I, I, I see a lot of jigsaws by himself here on I, this list. You know, you know we're <laughs> me, and, me and Jenna, we, we could uh, disagree if it was Jimmy G or Nick Mullins. <laughs> that, that's the pick. That's the pick. Who do you want as the San Fran quarterback to win you the most games? Oh man, let me get all right. Let 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 let's close this out and go to the tight ends. Uh, we never get the tight ends any love. We're gonna give a lot of love tonight on a firebox. Okay, uh, we're gonna go around the bat right here. Jared Cook against Tampa Bay, and on the other side of the field, Rob Gronkowski against the Saints. Who scores more? I look. I I can't believe that I would ever preach to Gronk's performance and how I'm just. I don't want to say impressed, but I mean. He's coming into his own with Tom Brady. So you heard me preach him. I'm, I'm sorry. Cook's like, you don't know what Breeze is going to do. You don't know what that offense is going to do. You don't know if Michael Thomas is there. You don't know who's catching balls from where. No, I'm going Gronk. I like it. I like it. I, I'm going to go Gronk as well. Jenna check it in and say Gronk. Uh, we'll see what Rick checks in and says. And for the last question of the night we're gonna close the show out on this we're gonna give you a pittsburgh guy john all right we're gonna go eric ebron facing those good old dallas cowboys or we're john smith facing the bears 
who has the better game? John, you're on the clock. John U. Smith. Big you game, love, I you, think. You love some John U. Smith. I, I, dude, see, I'm not biased. I'm I'm hating on the on the Steelers tight end. You know what I mean? Well, I, I Jenna also says John U. Smith. I'm going to go, surprisingly, I'm going to go on the other side of this, and I'm going to say Eric Ebron. That was uh, not surprising. I knew for some reason that you meant you brought up Ebron earlier. I knew you were going with Ebron. I, I kind of show my love affection sometimes, but there's a lot of jigsaws here on, on, alone on his island here. So we're going to see if Jigsaw knows his shit or he, he's just a lot of hot air over here uh, in the studio. We'll, we'll we'll see. We'll find out. You know when, when we do episode number sixteen next week. But uh, great show as always, man. I want to thank everybody for checking in. Uh, you know, we went hour 15. That's good, man. I want to, uh, we keep the fans show between 45 and 90. I think, uh, that Jenna hook us up. We got a question. Ask away. Any questions you have as always, we're always here. And I'm going to guess this is for John. She likes John's nah. things. <laughs> no, right? but Toad, you know, we, we said, see if jigsaw or, you know, how many, how many we get and we disagree on some, <laughs> but you know what, but it's not just about where we disagree and who's right or who's wrong. The bigger question is, what about the consensus picks? You know what I mean? That's that's where it really comes down because if we're lock and step with a consensus pick and, and we're hitting 90%, lock it in, heat ratio, you know what I mean? Listen, man, I, 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 I have to tell you, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not tooting our own horn here, but I've been texted many a times saying, hey, listen, you got it right again. Just saying, you know, between me and John, uh, I, again, great show, guys. Rick, thanks for checking in. Oh, listen, Jenna says, "Why is your nickname Jigsaw?" I like so. You know, it's funny. It, it's it's very ironic that Jenna asks this because this morning, or I shouldn't say this morning, but this afternoon before my fantasy fix it came on again. Every single day on Fox Sports to Gamble, you can catch three fifty. I throw a segment out tonight. I started two guys, Trent Taylor and Tyler Irvin. They were my low budget picks. Okay, but Sean. Because Sean Brace gave me the nickname Jigsaw. So, Jenna, what I will tell you is if you go on Twitter and you go back in time on phillyinfluence.com and when we were in the studio before COVID hit, we were doing weekly shows, I had people ready to want to rip my head off. And sometimes my takes are a little extreme for people. And, again, the funny thing is, you know, Again, somebody labeled me as a 10 percenters, right? They said the 10 percenters because I'm 10 percent right, 90 percent wrong. I, I, I flip it. I'm 90 percent right, 10 percent wrong. OK, but they call me Jigsaw because basically I kind of rip stuff up, get everybody nuts, get everybody crazy. And then I kind of just I disappear. Right. So and that's and, and then at the end, what's funny is like Sean said today, like, She's like, dude, he, he absolutely infuriates me because then he's right. And then I have to sit there and be like, I can't believe this dude was right. Like, you know, I had everybody nuts the other day when I was said, again, Ben Simmons is going to be traded. Uh, so, again, like, and everybody was going nuts. Al, t- Al getting in the air. Yo, what's up, Al? How you doing, buddy? And Jenna says, oh, uh, that makes sense. I can see that, right? Yeah, Jenna, I'll tell you, I, I do. I, I make people a little crazy every now and then. Dude, you have infuriated me over the years. <laughs> I mean, we're coming up on three years of this podcast. Three years, man. Well, not, not I mean, we still did fantasy and incorporating. Yeah, but we've, three years. We've modified, but, I mean, it's been three years. You've infuriated me. I mean, yeah. 
we've we've we used to get into some screaming battles <laughs> and you were not always right but for how no. how asinine some of the stuff you came up with you you hit it you hit it way more than uh I felt that you should have. So I will say, yes, you really do. I mean, the, the Curtis Samuel pick last week was, I mean, could that have been any more spot on live as we're going through it? Oh, oh wasn't that great? I mean, that was, that was spectacular. And, and he scores twice, which is even, even amazing. And then, you know, it's funny. A couple of weeks ago, I'm like, you know what? Watch out for that Isaiah McKenzie, man. I just have a feeling tonight in Buffalo, he, you know, there was no John Brown. They're going to, you know, and what? lo and behold, what happens? Boom, he scores. So, I mean, listen, and again, it there's luck is huge in this, but if you look at the trends and, and, and you look at the deep inside the analysis and the statistics, you can pick some winners, man. I'm telling you, you just got to, you got to weed through all the crap. And, and you know that's all you got to do. Weed through it all, and and, and sometimes you got to go with your gut. Um, Al says he's starting Big Ben this week. Uh, I like that move. I like that move. John's like shaking his head back and forth. He doesn't know. He doesn't like. I I truthfully watching the Steelers all these years, it's like it's almost too enticing. Where it's like. It's like that poison apple. Like, go ahead, take a bite out of it. Like, I don't know him on the road. Big favorite, you know the they should blow them out. I mean, seriously, what happens if Ben throws two picks and they go down ten nothing? I mean, right off the bat, I don't know. I, I call me a pessimist. Look, yes, he should thrive. He should tear that defense up. They should crush the team, but. I don't know. It's funny. I, you know, uh, our boy Joe Z, he's always checking out on Twitter and he just, he comments on Twitter. So it, it doesn't get to the Paragro well, stream, but I'm reading right now. He says, you can't take Henry. He's playing hurt. And yes, Gronk will have a big day. Saints give up big yards to tight ends. Uh, so my man, I'll tell you, my man, Joey Z, he don't mess around. And he's, he's a baller, man. When it comes to, he's like, he's like Paulie Walnuts, man. He's a baller. So, <laughs> you know what? Al didn't say, he said he was starting Ben this week. There's two Ben's playing in that game. Maybe he played us and he's starting Ben DiNucci. Oh, Al, you're, I, I, I'll tell you what. There ain't no way to help Al. Start. If somebody ever started Ben DiNucci, Actually, man. that's what he's talking about, I think. He said, I'm starting Ben this week, LOL. That wasn't Big Ben. That was uh, mini Ben. And he said, and he said, and the running back with his name. I'm lost. I'm not sure what that means. Alfred Morris. (laughs) (laughs) Jenna says, John, who's the starting quarterback for the Niners next football season? All right, there's a good question. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. I don't think it is. I do. I don't. I I, I like I like I like her follow up. I say they draft Trevor Lawrence and get Matt Ryan. I I, I'll tell you, man, I I like I like I like the Matt Ryan move. I do. I think it's going to be to that point in Atlanta where, you know, here's the thing. San Francisco. Uh is going to be um, the team next year that, when healthy, 
they're going to have all the right pieces to win right now. So if they can get a veteran guy like Matt Ryan, I think that behooves them to do so 100%. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I looked at it real quick. She says, no, Trey Lance from North Dakota. I'm sorry. I, well, I just see TL and Law. So I just, if you look at that real fast, it looks like maybe it's a talk about the Trevor Law. She says Trey Lance from North Dakota. Uh, hey, listen, I, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, the Niners have a lot of pieces already in place. They just need to get healthy. Uh, and I, I honestly think that Jimmy G could, could be the weakest link. I, I do. And and I think if you get a guy like Matt Ryan, you know, maybe one or two years left, uh, I think that could be a big deal. Um, Cowboys pass defense has been good the last four weeks. Rick says you can run over them. Connor, that's an out, yeah, out second in. Uh, what's that? That's the event. What's his running back's name? I forgot. Uh, James Connor. Hey, Trevor, checking in. Yo, what's up, Trev? Checking in as always. Coming in, coming through. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, listen, man, I, I appreciate everybody for checking in. It's a great show, man. I, I, I have fun doing these. You know, me and John have a, have a lot of, a lot of interesting takes. I like them. I like how we're not always on the same page. I like everybody checking in. Everybody part of the Heat Ratio family. We completely agree. Uh, you know, completely appreciate it. Uh, as always, I have to up my game, but uh, got to get this. Got to get this show on a gambler, which it is. I just never put it on there. Uh, but we are getting there. I promise. Uh, who do you like in the 2020 quarterback draft class? Now, I, yeah, I, I'll tell you, Trevor. I, I'm going to be the first one to tell you. I'm not going to toss anything out there because I'm not a college guy. I don't really talk NCAA. Uh, you know, and my, my buddy Mark Drumheller, uh, listen, from the gambler is tremendous. Uh, in college betting for breakfast, check it out. Uh, on Saturdays, does a tremendous job, 10 a.m. Uh, I, I don't talk, I, it's one of my limitations. Uh, I just don't talk. So I couldn't even tell you, besides Trevor Lawrence, what other quarterbacks, Josh Fields, that are, are even available, right? I, I, because I, I just don't follow it. Uh, Al says, so Big Ben and Connor and Redskins, or the Washington football team, Al. Washington football team. <laughs> the Redskins defense. Uh, listen, anybody, any, oh, wait, let's say, Trevor says, no, I'm talking the quarterback class. That's in the pros this year. Oh, okay. I, I see what he's saying. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, you, you have to look around because you're going to have guys that are, are backups right now. Listen, I, the, the intriguing name to me, is is going to be two guys. It's going to be Jameis Winston and Dwayne Haskins. And the reason why I say that is because they're going to be guys looking for starting jobs. There's going to be some teams out there that are going to they're, they're going to you know they're going to panic basically. Uh, they're not going to be able to draft a guy, and they're going to say, you know what, we need to get somebody in here to fill in. And obviously, Jameis Winston that. The, to me, that was a mulligan, uh, or I should say, a, a signing of good faith by uh, by our man Sean Payton, because there's no mistake about it that Taysom Hill is is the up and coming guy out there in New Orleans. So you know maybe they get him. A, you know I don't think he's going to sign on to be a backup once again. Uh, I think he will get a starting role. He's going somebody's going to take a chance on him. I'm telling you, somebody's going to take a chance on him. So I think that's the intriguing part. Um, Jenna says my lock is Dallas beating Pittsburgh. Uh, wow. Wow, I think, <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what, man, Dallas, Dallas beating Pittsburgh. Uh, here, here, how about this? If, if Dallas, I'm, I'm going to say this right now, Jenna, you hear this on tape. If Dallas beats Pittsburgh, we will set this show up 
I will put this mic to the side. I will give you the link, and you will host this show next week. Jenna will host the show if Dallas beats Pittsburgh. I, you know, she she get on. You, know, you can get it. <laughs> Trevor says, "Stay off the weed." Listen, you, I, I tell you what. Here's the thing: you just never know this year in the NFL. You just never ever know. So for all, listen, every, every exactly so that could be fun. So I'm telling you right now, if everybody hears me, if Dallas beats Pittsburgh, Jenna will be hosting this show next week on the Firebox. I think that would be fantastic. Uh, and then her and John could go back and forth, and Jigsaw could just be the referee. Uh, Al says not in a million years. You never know. Ben DiNucci might be carving us up a special this week. She says, John, get ready. Get ready, John. <laughs> but, yeah, we're going to get out of here. As anyway, uh, survivor pick. Uh, Rick says my survivor pick is Houston this week. Uh, interesting. I like it. Well, I mean, you got, it's got to be getting, it's got to be getting close. I mean, with the picks here, right? That's good well, against Jacksonville, uh, against who knows a quarterback. I kind of like that pick. We're on our way out the door. As dumb as it sounds, I've had defense decisions to make this week. You know, but it's still points or points. You know what I mean? Like you still got to start somebody. And uh, you know, I got the Colts going up against Baltimore, who I think is going to be ticked off. Um, that Colts have been my defense for most of the year. I've been, you know, riding with them, had the Rams in one league on a bye, right? You know, not that they're a every week starter, but, um, Houston Texans were a pickup giants were a pickup against the Washington football team. Um, and I think in, uh, yeah, so that those are, those are two that are possibilities. Look at Trevor checking in and say he likes the Dolphins and the Raiders this week. Wow. I um, I don't know about the Raiders. Dolphins, Bears are but, Bucks this week for defense, he says. I like the Bears oh, defense this week. Bears are Bucks. I'm going Bucks all day. Bucks do not, Bucks defense doesn't come out. Yeah, they, they're me. playing well, man. Todd Bowles has them balling out there. Uh, you know, it's one thing, so, you know, gr great defensive coordinator, man. Unless we're talking salary wise, salary wise well, could be different. But yeah, if you're talking no. DFS, you're talking salary wise. We, we, you know, we'd have to see. Now I'm intrigued, salary wise, what we're talking about here. I mean, you're talking, uh, we're we're talking the Bears at thirty two hundred, right? Or we're talking actually, wow, where are we? Uh, you know what? They don't even have the Buccaneers listed because it's only the um. Yeah, you know, oh, I had thirty six hundred. Yeah, th okay, thirty six hundred. Yeah, it I mean the top defense <laughs> Steelers at forty nine hundred. That's crazy because almost five G's. I and would never you, spend five thousand on a defense no, ever. It, no, ever. And then you, I'm. They have to get a defensive touchdown period to even like come close to making value. Yes. Um, Patriots, I mean, look what the Dolphins did last week. The Dolphins did that on like twenty five hundred dollars. Yes, because that's how random it is. You're absolutely right. But, uh, Trevor um, says he took the Dolphins last week and made some money. Good for you, Trevor. Yes. Good for you. Outright. Like, Mike, you've been outright. Love it. 
<laughs> love it, love it, love it. But yeah, we're gonna get out of here. Thanks for everybody checking in with an hour and a half. A uh, great show as always. Great love from the support group. Great love for the family. Heat ratio 2020. Let's get bigger in 2021. For myself, my host Tony J. Socatillo at T 23. John Coger at PGH John 36. Follow us at Heat Ratio Sports on Twitter. Everywhere you get your podcast at, make sure you subscribe. YouTube, subscribe as well. The videos will always be on there. We're uploading content every single day. Uh, you know, Al says I had the defense last week and got 20 points. I'd say the defense could be secret finds, secret finds when we talk, especially in a DFS game. So everybody, as always, stay, stay, stay healthy. And remember, Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m., I will be going live on the Gambler feed, uh, live from my studio, but remotely for Fox Sports, the gambler talking Sunday service, fantasy, getting the, getting those picks started, getting those latest updates, getting it in. And if you can catch me on Saturdays, 1030 a.m., follow Fox Sports, the gambler. Check it out. I will be on this week in f- football with Pat Callahan and Joe Torty uh, from 97.5. Blowing it up, having fun, taking some picks. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, and see you next week.